Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, TK. I want to apologize. I haven't uploaded an episode in a few weeks. I've been sick with the flu, really took a toll on my vocal cords, but I'm back. And today's episode is about the five different types of leadership power that you wield uh, in your restaurant. Now, you know, when we talk about people, that's 80% of our job is understanding them, learning how they work, and then learning how to motivate them. Uh, today, we're going to be learning all about the different types of power that you can utilize, such as uh, your title. You know, your title comes with a certain amount of power, um, your reciprocal power, right? I mean, we're going to dive right into that. So buckle up, get ready, and I hope you guys enjoy The five types of power. Now, think back, right, of a leader that you've worked for, that you respect, both for their hard work and for their ability to bring everyone along with them. Um, You know, the type of leader that is a role model that others aspire to be like one day, right? Just the greatest, greatest leader. Now, think of another leader who understands the intricate details of how everything works within the organization. This person is very analytical. They may not be the most sociable or the most, you know, fun or easygoing, but they have the knowledge of of products that the organization makes, or maybe they're an expert uh, in a certain area, such as training or uh, operations, right? If you've had the experience of working with both of these types of leaders, um, you may have felt differently working for for them. And you've probably worked better with one style over the other. Now, this can be explained because the power that each of these leaders came from form a different power base. Rather than their official job title and line management responsibilities. Now, before we dive into what those are, um, we, we, you want to take a look at a leader within an organization. Think of yourself, right? Now, we may think that power comes from direct responsibility for others. Now, while this is true, it, it's a very superficial way to understand how power works. And uh, this, the five types of power... You know, you've probably heard it multiple times throughout your career, but this actually comes from a study conducted by two social psychologists, John R.P. French and Bertram Raven in 1959. And I apologize if I butcher their names, but uh, it is what it is. Um, Going into these, um, there are five. Now, French and Raven, they've described these five types of power. um, And they're sometimes called the five bases of social power because this can be applied to other social settings besides work. Think of your family life, right? How do you draw power in your personal life, over your children, friends, things like that? Um, The five types, and we're gonna go into each in detail, uh, is coercive, reward power, legitimate power, expert power, and referent power. Now, multiple years after Raven and French identified these five types of power, they they actually identified a sixth, and that's informational power. And we're going to go over this. So there are the five types of power 
there's two different types. There's a formal power and there's personal power. And they're split into these two categories. Now, formal power, it's typically defined by a person's position within an organization, uh, sometimes referred to as positional power. And personal power is defined by the person's followers. So the three formal powers are coercive, reward, and legitimate. And the two personal powers are expert and referent power. Now we're going to dive right into the first one, it's coercive power. You use coercive power when you threaten that people will be punished in order to gain compliance, um, such as threatening that they'll be fired or demoted unless they hit certain objectives. Um, this has uh, got a very negative connotation around it. Um, just a word, coercive. It sounds, you know, along the lines of manipulation, and I mean that's kind of what you know leadership is. You're manipulating people to accomplish goals. Coercive power, in my opinion, there there's a time and place for it, but it should not be the first power that you rely on. And unfortunately, when people get the people get the title in their head they may rely on this right when they first get promoted they may go straight to coercive power you do this or I'll write you up you do this or you're fired and that's just not how the world works anymore maybe in 1960s when you can get away with that kind of thing but the way the world today is just it's not the way to go about business and there are other ways to go about getting people to do things you want them to do. Now, using coercive power, if, like I said, it's rarely useful in professional environments because, can you want to guess why? Because it creates resentment and it can lead to accusations of bullying. No one likes bullies. We're not in high school anymore. No matter what everybody thinks, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm in elementary school again with the way that drama runs around in restaurants, right? I mean, you're just never going to get rid of it, but as a leader, you cannot be a bully. You can't. It, it's not going to work out for you long term. You're going to start losing people and you're going to see your turnover rate increase. Now, if you're two or three talks in with this person and they are still not abiding by your performance standards and you've given them plenty of chances to correct correct their behavior, coercive power may be something you may have to rely on. Like I said, there's an appropriate time to use this. The second one is reward power. This is positive. Okay? You use reward power to achieve compliance with your wishes. Now, examples would be, uh, you know, Johnny Sue, I'll give you a bonus if you can reach 20% labor this period. Or maybe I'll give you a few days off if you will, you know, work the holiday season with me. Give you a few days off in a row. Whatever it may be, you get, get it. They do an action, they get a reward. Uh, contests are another example of reward power. Now, the trick to using reward power is to create the expectation of a reward and trigger that part of the brain that enjoys being rewarded for hard work. 
Everyone's got it. Um, as a simple example, if you always publicly praise your high performers and you never publicly praise your poor performers, then you create a desire in others to achieve that praise by working hard to get it. Um, the exception of this is it is possible to run out of rewards or not have the ability to use them. In this case, your power becomes diminished. Another way this power becomes diminished is if you create this, you know, expectation, right? So if if the team knows every Friday you get pizza and they've just missing so just been happening to hit all of their goals week after week, they're a really high performing team, that's great. But the one week that they don't hit that goal, you I mean you probably still get pizza anyways because now it's become so routine. And if you don't, right, you may see that turn to the other side. And again, another you know, I had a mentor once tell me that if something is on your wall for longer than three months, it becomes part of the decor and you no longer pay attention to it. Same thing with contests, right? If you always have a con the same contest going, you don't keep it fresh, you don't keep the rewards enticing people lose motivation they're not going to be able to achieve what you want them to achieve so it's advisable to use praise and thanks frequently and use the other rewards more infrequently and only for major achievements the biggest thing that i've always relied on when it comes to reward power is handwritten thank you notes at the end of the day most people just want our time as managers because we have a very busy lifestyle we're always on the go as a restaurant manager or even a restaurant owner you've got a million things to do and typically five minutes is all people need i have seen more people get upset about the lack of communication between them and their boss than anything else in the business so um, that leads me to number three which is legitimate power so you use legitimate power when you use your position and your title to achieve compliance with your wishes. Um, an example, a CEO holds legitimate power and so does a president who's been given a mandate by an election. Legitimate power is determined by title but also by the situation. To give you an example, an ex-president, they cannot issue orders to the military while the current serving president can. They cannot tell their citizens to eat healthily as their power doesn't exist in that situation, right? So their, their legitimate power only exists within their realm, right? As a restaurant leader, yes, the title automatically comes with some sort of power. I'm going to be honest with you. I have maybe used this power twice in the last 15 years. I just don't rely on that. I rely more on these next personal powers than anything else because they're the most effective now there have been times when I've had to say I am the district manager you do this because I say so and you know that's very last minutes that's you've already given redirectives you've already given them chances to correct their action and you know if you have to say that you're in power you're not really in power you know, just like a king, if you if a king has to mention, I'm a king, are you really a king? Not really. So those um, those three are the formal power sources. That's coercive, 
Remember, coercive is when you threaten people to do things you want them to do. Reward is kind of the opposite of that, right? You do X, you get Y. And then third is legitimate power, which is the title, right? You rely on the title. And I also forgot to mention legitimate power, it, it will be weakened with an organization if there isn't a very clear organizational structure and chain of command. It's very important, especially for those, uh, you know, D-level managers, things like VP of training versus VP of operations, right? It's very unclear unless you have it on paper, the chain command. Now, going into the personal powers, which are my favorite, um, and I think the most effective when interacting with people. And that number one is expert power. So expert power you use uh, when you use vast experience in a particular area. And you have a history of demonstrating solid judgment in that area. You use that to achieve compliance with your wishes. Um, subordinates, they believe that, that your past experience will guide you to make the right decision. And essentially, you're a thought leader in a specific topic or domain. Um, things like director of training, right? If you have a history of building training departments and leading them successfully, you can rely on that power, right? Let your actions speak for themselves. And the interesting thing is expert power doesn't come just in the form of people having witnessed your experience develop it can also come from reputation or qualifications and it is worth noting that this expertise doesn't have to actually exist but that the perception of this expertise must and I'm not telling you guys to go out and lie and you know fudge things on your resume that's not it's just gonna lead you to a lot of trouble what this means is now think about yourself, right? Think about imposter syndrome. And I'm sure there's a time in your career where you have sat there at your desk saying, man, why do people trust me to do this? Am I really the right guy for this? Or the girl, right? Am I right, the right person for this job? And I guarantee 90% of other, even high-level executives think this way. And they... You know, think about high-level executives. Many of them may have not worked in restaurants as long as you. But they have perfected the perception. And there is a difference between hands-on and book knowledge. Okay? Both have their own pros and cons. Um, but it's important that people perceive you as an expert. And that's what all this is, is just perception. Um, some pitfalls, they do exist when relying on expertise to wield power. Uh, for example, expertise doesn't last forever. So an expert promoted to a management position because of their expertise with a particular field, such as, you know, a training system, they'll find that their knowledge of that system diminishes over time as both the system changes and they spend increasing amounts of time focused elsewhere. Uh, because of this, it, it is advisable to still be amenable to the opinions of others. 
even when you're an established expert in your field, always get input from other people. You are not the best person in your field. And I'm just going to say the cold hard truth. You probably never will be. I'm not. There are millions of people better than me at coaching restaurants, leading high developing operating teams. And I'm, I listen to their podcast. I listen, I watch their YouTube videos. I, I'm still learning. And in no way am I a super expert in this field, but I know a little bit. And my goal is to delve this onto you. The second personal power is referent power. Referent power <laughs> is something that I get very excited about because when you do this power correctly, you will lead your team to greatness and you will lead them to mountains and hills and obstacles that they never thought would be possible. So referent power is when you use your status as a trusted and respected role model to achieve compliance with your wishes. It's almost like you don't even have to reward or to threaten or anything like that if you have the trust of people. And I saved this one for last because relationships is referent power. Referent power is gained over time by learning how, who people are, how they act, what they do, what, you know, motivates them. And just becoming a person in their eyes. Because sometimes when you get to a certain level in the hierarchy, you almost stop becoming a person and you become more of a entity to certain people, right? They, it's very difficult for people to see a CEO as a normal person, right? Binging Netflix and, you know, hanging out with their kids and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's very difficult to see that. So... As a leader, it's really important for you to start gaining relationships and building those. Um, many of you are probably over hundreds of people, and that's not an excuse. All right? Take the time. Talk to your people. Understand who they are, and let them understand who you are. Right? Give them an insight. So we've learned about the five types of power. Again, it's coercive which is using threats. You do this or this will happen. Reward power, which is the opposite. You do this and you get this. Legitimate power, which is using your title. Expert power, which is using your expertise or perception of expertise. And your referent power, which is relationships. So now that you understand these five types, it's important to understand because they do have a huge impact on employee engagement, employee motivation, and organizational culture. And there are really two main situations where these five types of power can power can be applied in the workplace. Number one, if you find yourself in a leadership position and you want to get something achieved, right? In this situation, think about what you would like to get achieved and which type of power you're naturally drawn to. Check the list of power types. See if there's a better power base to approach this specific situation. And remember, just think not just about the thing you want to achieve, but also the other implications, such as company culture and how others will perceive you, right? If you rely on coercive power way too much, you're going to look not the greatest in the, in the eyes of your employees. 
And number two, if you feel powerless. And this may not seem obvious, but we all hold a little power, even in the most challenging situations. So check this list of power bases and see how you can take back some power from the situation. Now, the ability to change both your leadership style and the power base from which you operate are extremely, extremely important in situational leadership. And the reason for this is because if you approach a problem from the perspective of each power base, then each power base will have a varying degree of effectiveness. And from that, you can choose the best one. That's all I've got for you folks today. Uh, thank you so much. Just kidding. We've got one more sixth power, and that was informational power. Informational power was added, um, and it comes from power. I'm sorry, it comes from controlling the information that others need in order to achieve something. For example, the boss who gives away a secret about a specific situation. That's power. When you hold information, that's informational power. And giving it to someone else allows you to kind of get them in on your inner circle, and then they're more apt to trust you, and that dives really into the referent power there. And that's all I got. So hope you folks got something from this. Uh, I appreciate the time that you give. Your time is valuable. And remember... Building high-performing teams isn't going to happen overnight. Thank you, folks. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And Merry Christmas uh, to those that celebrate. And I'm looking forward to uploading another episode next week. Bye, y'all. That's all the time we've got for today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this podcast. Uh, here, we do try to create high-performing managers and leaders who then create high-performing teams for your profitable restaurants. If you have uh, any tips or anything you'd like to hear, just leave a comment uh, to this podcast. Review it, please. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, I'm doing this purely for informational uh, purposes. I don't get any money from these episodes. And uh, if you'd like to be on this podcast, I'd love to interview you. Just shoot me an email at T-H-A-I-L-U-R-K at gmail.com. That's Tyler K at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, folks. Have a beautiful day, and I look forward to the next one.